This is Inside the FLX from FingerLakes1.com. I'm Ted Baker, and I'm joined today by Auburn Police Chief James Slayton. Chief, thanks for taking the time with us today. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. So let's start with a little bit about you. A lot of kids want to be police officers when they grow up. You kind of did, but then you didn't get around to it until a little bit later on in life. Tell us about your path to law enforcement. That's correct. I didn't start out um, in the police force. I it was a truck driver for a local company here in the city of Auburn, but I knew Every time I drove by the police station, I wanted to know what was going on. So that forced me to take the test and finally get a position here. Now, I saw that uh, there was an article about you in The Citizen uh, talking about your background as a school resource officer and some of the kids that you worked with now work for you on the staff. Yeah, that's that's an eye-opener. Um, some of the kids that I walked the halls with as an SRO are currently working here, and a couple of them I even coached in sports while I was at the high school. Was there a certain time in your career that you first saw yourself as a possible future chief? Not up until about two years ago. Uh, many conversations with then-current chief uh, Sean Butler um, is what led me to this role I'm in today. A couple of programs we want to focus in on. Uh, one is the body cameras. The city council approved the final piece of the funding. Is there any projected timeline for when those might be in operation? We'd like to have them in place by July. We're currently in works. I have a meeting this week with the Department of Justice regarding the grant that we received. So there's steps that you have to take before you can put them in place. Now, one of the pieces of the puzzle, uh, the city thought it was going to be able to use American Rescue Plan funds as the match. That turned out not to be the case. Uh, A good show of support from the council that they were able to find other money to use as that match. Yes, that's fantastic. We've had support from the city manager, mayor, and council uh, moving forward with this program, and they see the value it has to not only the the department but the city. So there are differing opinions across the law enforcement field about these body cameras, but it sounds like you really wanted them right from day one, and you feel that they, they protect your officers and they protect the public. Yeah, more and more now than ever, police are being videotaped out on the streets, um, by bystanders, by um, victim suspects. So us having our own body camera and version of the whole incident that had happened, we'll be able to see that, not just what is sent to us. Now, I had never heard of this before. There's a link between tasers and this camera system. How does that work? So we were working with Axon, and um, our taser contract is coming up, and they have a new taser, uh, Taser 7. Right now, we have to switch cartridges between uh, the tasers. If, if we have two incidents at once, the new tasers will have two cartridges in those. And the link with the body cams is there's a sensor on your holster. So if you pull the taser out of your holster, it activates your body cam. Is that, uh, is that a, a very common feature, or is that something that's fairly new that's being rolled out? It's new to me. Um, I know that some... Uh, other people that sell the body cameras, they have sensors that activate the lights, which these will do when you put the patrol lights on on the car. It'll activate your body camera. So there's there's sensors throughout that it'll. That it's not going to be the obligation of the officer to when to turn the camera on. Some of it's going to be activated by our actions that we do. This body-worn camera program was part of the community policing plan, which was uh, a requirement put on departments by the state if they wanted to receive certain funds. Were you happy with the process and the plan that came out? Yeah. So a lot of feedback that we got during the community involvement was more transparency by the police. And this just is another step in having that transparency 
so the public can see what we're doing. Another program we heard about at last week's city council meeting is the Victim Specialist Program. It's a partnership with Cayuga Counseling. Uh, Jessica Wagner is serving as a victim specialist. Run us through how that program works and some of the things that she does with these crime victims. So it happens in the police department. We deal with a lot of victims of crimes, whether it be domestic violence, um, property crimes. The officer takes the initial report, may take a statement from somebody, and then we either make an arrest or you know, follow up on the complaint. And that's where it kind of ends for the police. This victim specialist allows those victims to have another voice if they have questions, if they can't get a hold of the officer or to help them walk them through the process of what else is needed or what else they can do with the district attorney's office to um, help them along in the process. How does this program help your department in terms of hours and manpower and officers being able to get back out on the street. They can do what they're there for. They can make the arrest, and then Jessica can take over leading the victim through the court system. Does that free up time for your officers to do what they do best? Yeah, it'll get them back on the road and not make the victim feel like the officer is pushing them off because they have to leave that particular person for another call. They can hand that person off to Jessica she can walk them through the system, and, and she's very good at what she does. She she handled over 167 crime victims um, since 2021, 45 um, so far this year in 2022. It's been a difficult time for law enforcement over the last couple of years with all these high-profile national cases and, and some of the attitudes towards policing uh, are not positive. How, how do you feel the attitudes are towards your department. I've talked to the sheriff about this, and, and he feels like the public understands what you do and, and supports what you do. Would you agree with that? I most definitely I'd agree. We have a good rapport with a lot of community members um, in the city of Auburn, and, and part of that is being out there at events, talking to people, uh, being as transparent as we can. And through conversations, people – you get people's trust, and they understand that you are trying to do the right thing all the time. I was also reading that article about you. That you're a very hands-on kind of administrator. You said the, the quote in the article was, if I have to do traffic, I'll do traffic. So you, you really like to get involved in the nuts and bolts and, and not just sit in your office in the corner. Yeah, I don't know if that's a positive or a downfall for the members of the <laughs> department, but I just I can't sit still. So I'll go out. I, I'll do whatever I can to help the officers make their job easier. Um, and, and I am the face of the department, so I want to be out there and show the citizens that I really do care. I'm not just a paper pusher in my office. So one last question. I have to ask you this. Uh, are you going to run for mayor? That seems to be the path in Auburn. If you're, a, uh, if you're a fire chief or police chief, someday you'll be mayor. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no interest at all. Uh, chief James no. Slayton has been our guest on Inside the FLX. Chief, thanks for your time. These programs are great. I think we'll follow up and uh, maybe have a conversation with Jessica somewhere down the line, and we appreciate you sharing with us today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on.